This is the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm the family man that loves all things tactical. We're coming to you every week with episodes for gun owners, those interested in self-defense and concealed carry, and, of course, all you tactical gear junkies. If you're a family protector, you're in good company. Come on in, pull up a seat, and let's have some fun. Okay, welcome back for another episode of the Family Man Tactical Podcast. This time, this episode, we are going to hit red dots on your pistol. And uh, it's just obviously uh, been, I wouldn't call it the latest gimmick, because I really don't think it's a gimmick. Um, Otherwise, I wouldn't be considering it, right? But it's the latest craze, fad, and you have people that are either falling on one side of the issue really hard or the other side and what is the issue we're not talking about red dots on competition pistols or uh, for sporting we're talking about kind of this controversial topic of red dots on concealed carry pistols now some folks are of the mindset that hey you know what Um, electronics break electronics fail therefore I don't want a red dot uh, sight on my concealed carry pistol when it could be my life that it's, you know, dependent on, right? So there's that. And then there's the folks that say, hey, man, uh, listen, boomer, get with the uh, get with the 21st century there. And um, now I, I say that tongue in cheek, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a boomer uh, Gen X, uh, Millennial, or, or whatever the next generation of uh, humans are out there. Um, I say that, of course, with love, and in my heart, I don't have anything against any uh, any generation. It just, um, you know, you have folks that are uh, set in their ways, right? Um, so I just wanted to take a look at it, talk about it. You know, maybe maybe you feel like, oh, I have to go get a red dot on my pistol, Maybe you feel like, oh my gosh, that's the last thing I would ever do to my concealed carry piece. First of all, before I get into what I think, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, You know, again, most of us aren't uh, special ops ninjas. We're just family people trying to keep our family safe uh, from bad people. Now, the bad people get a say-so in the outcome of whatever altercation that we might be in. So I think that's why... I have an urge to be as well prepared, not only with my gear, uh, to a point, uh, but also with my software. I want to be really good with my software, and everything that I evaluate gear-wise has to go through what kind of training do I need to be effective with this piece of gear, right? It's got to be through that lens, um, and because I'm not training all day every day, well, maybe a certain piece of gear isn't good for me. Not because I'm incapable of becoming really proficient with it. It comes down to, am I willing to devote the time, um, you know, time away from family, time uh, away from maybe another business venture, um, things like that, you know. Uh, So anyway, you know, if you would, please uh, go over to Family Man Tactical um, on Facebook. That's where uh, most of our action is there just leave a comment. Um, I'll post uh, the show, right? So under the show notes um, on our Facebook page, 
just drop us a note what you think and, and why. I'd love to hear what you think. Now, I'll tell you what I think about red dots and pistols. Uh, very skeptical at first. In fact, um, the friends that I have talked to, it's been a year that I've been kind of sizing up the situation with um, putting one of those mini red dot sights on, on my pistol. One, I wanted to get something that was really rugged. Um, not because I abuse my weapons, um, but hey, think about it. If you fight into your pistol and it, it gets knocked around, or let's just say you take it out of the safe and you drop your pistol. Um, you know, do you want do you want this thing to be like, uh, you know, aim point tough, or do you want it to just shatter like a little gimmick uh, sight that you would put on a BB gun, right? So that's kind of what I was thinking there. And then I wanted to know that, hey, these products have been around for a while and their emitters, um, their battery life is all true to what's being said uh, by the manufacturers. Now, I'm not going to list off all the manufacturers out there because there's too many, but I'll name some. I'll let you know what I'm thinking. Okay. So again, why do I want to put a red dot on my pistol? What's the advantage? Um, generally speaking, uh, the advantage is that just like a red dot on an AR-15 or any other rifle, um, you know, you can you can use it to a degree. Um, it might aid in uh, aiming quicker. Um, definitely help you with targets that are on the move, um, and it'll definitely help you out at distance. Everybody kind of has accepted. Oh wow, you can you can hit targets at 50 yards with your pistol um, a lot easier with a red dot than you could with iron sights. I'm assuming, you know, that's true for, for most people. Some people, you know, might be that good with their iron sights. It doesn't matter. Anyway, for me, you know, I'm looking at this going, wow, you know, there's some distances where if I was in a situation where there was an active shooter, I could see a 35 yard shot, you know, um, to defend your life and the life of others. It's just one of those things. Now, Normal self-defense uh, distances are going to be a lot closer, especially if you are the target, right? Um, bad guys don't announce themselves out at 25 yards um, when they're trying to be surreptitious and attack you in a certain way or whatever. They don't want to announce it. They want to use the element of surprise. So fights using your pistol in most self-defense situations are going to be a lot closer. So I also had to know in my heart <laughs> or in my mind really um, that I could train to a capacity where the red dot would still be close or uh, fast up close right so anyway um, I'm also starting to have some changes in my eyesight and um, you know after checking out a few of my friends red dots on their pistols, I, I realized that, oh, well, it might be a little bit easier for me to, uh, you know, pick up that red dot quicker than and focus on the target than um, iron sights, right? And I don't know why it is. It just is. Even with my severe astigmatism in my left eye, if I want to shoot with my non-dominant eye, um, and I do practice that every now and again, I can still see that red dot sight much better, even with the flare, the starburst effect, um, than I can with the fuzzy uh, iron sights. So that's just me. A little bit 
little bit of background as to why I'm considering this, right? Why I'm even going down this road. Um, because I train to fairly decent speed. What I consider decent speed for me um, up close and in person and I can hit the target uh, headshots uh, out to a reasonable distance for, for what's realistic anyway, right, um, on paper targets. So let's take a look at this. One, who are the manufacturers out there for uh, miniature red dot sights um, for pistols? Uh, they're called RMRs. Uh, generally, it, it was a Trigicon uh, uh, branding and term, but I think RMR has just kind of been like somebody calls a, a tissue a Kleenex, you know. Um, now it's just kind of a generic term, even though it was was a, a Trigicon uh, brand name. So a ruggedized um, miniature red dot, right? Um, so obviously Trigicon has probably the toughest uh, site out there. Um, I understand closely behind that is the Holosun um, 507 and 407 uh, series dots. Those are supposed to be pretty rugged. Um, and then, of course, you have all the, um, gosh, I think, uh, was it Vortex, um, Burris, um, Leupold, uh, Swamp Fox, Sig even has a site, and there's another major one I'm thinking of. Oh, Shield. Shield also has one. Um, there's probably some more out there, but here's the thing. Um, I was not going to put a sight on my pistol for concealed carry unless this thing was, you know, just aim point or uh, Trigicon tough. That was what I was thinking. Um, so anyway, um, the the P365 that I have, it's just a standard configuration. You can go ahead and buy a an adapter from Trigicon and uh, put it on the rear sight, but you lose your iron sights, right? Okay, so you got to give those up, and then you can go ahead and mount the the Trigicon RMR on there. Um, but this thing makes it extremely tall in my mind. Um, some people might be cool with it. That's fine. Rock rock with what makes you happy. Okay. Uh, but I didn't want to do that to my P365, and I would rather just stay iron sights, um, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to give up um, the ability to have backup iron sights. I would never give up backup iron sights on my AR-15, right? In fact, I have quick release on all of my optics on my ARs. Um, in case something bad ever happens to them, I can quickly get them off pop my iron sights up, and continue my day of shooting, right? That's just how I was trained, um, and I was trained by folks that are a lot better than me at, you know, rifle craft and pistol craft, okay? So that's, I'm not going to change that. Now, some people don't even put iron sights on their ARs anymore for their rifles because they trust their optics, and they're probably, to a certain extent, they're probably right. But for a carry pistol, that's just not me. I'm not going to belabor the point anymore. The only pistol I saw for concealed carry that fit all the check boxes, um, and I've mentioned it in in previous um, in a previous podcast, is the Hellcat, the Springfield Hellcat um, OSP. 
And basically, it's a, a miniature or a micro compact um, in 9mm. It holds 11 plus 1 in the flush mag, 13 plus 1 in, in um, the little extension, and they even make 15 round mags for it. Okay, This will, in fact, allow you to put an optic on the slide and still co-witness, um, depending on which optic you choose. Now, the Swamp Fox one, there's different patterns um, for for um, footprint, what will what the slide will accept. Swamp Fox is one, I think. Um, the Shield series is another one that the, the Hellcat will accept. However, the footprint is a little bit different for Holosun and Trigicon. Um, so you either have to get an adapter plate, which bumps the site up and you're not as easily able to co-witness, it's dicey as it is. It just shows enough of the iron sights where you could use it, right? So all these variables come into play, and to fit my, my perfect concealed carry tool, what I'm looking for, um, really I just looked at what everybody else was doing and looked it up online. So you can you can safely go on if you're, if you're looking to... Um, possibly outfit a red dot on your, your setup, you know, just do what everybody else does. Search on YouTube and put in your, your firearm choice and put with red dot and see what comes up. There's a lot of good options out there. Um, so anyway, I went ahead and um, I did some research on the platform first. I understand that the, the Hellcat is extremely reliable. Um, it has not had the revision issues that uh, the SIG 365, even though I carry the 365 every day. Um, it, it does not have the revision issues um, that SIG ran into. Um, and I think they're even pushing torture tests on these things to 20,000 rounds, I think I read recently. Um, that's pretty good, right, for a little uh, micro pistol. Um, and then, you know... Um, I went ahead and, and took a look at what it would take to put the, the Holosun 507K. That was that was the, the red dot I chose, and I said, you know what, this is the right balance of durability, um, proven performance um, out on the market long enough with folks, and uh, won't break the bank. So that's what I went with, that's what I have. Um, I did buy the Swamp Fox um, just to check it out, and um, I'm going to go ahead and put it on eBay as an open box, uh, never used. Um, so if you check in the next week, you might see it up there, and um, it's going to go for a killer deal um, just because it's open box. So anyway, um, I'm going to go through uh, the pros and cons here, um, and then we'll just take a, a look at some of the reasons why I didn't go with other sites. Um, so pros, why would you actually want Red Dot on there? I hit on a few of these up front. Um, you can definitely hit easier at distance with them. Um, you know, you're negating the the need for to line up um, essentially three objects: your, your eye, right, uh, rear sight, and a front sight. Okay, same concept um, with having a red dot on an AR, right? So you're only lining up the red dot and your eye. Okay. Um, and then the ability to hit targets on the move, um, if you're into that. And then the another pro is that they've really made some rugged sights. Again, the Holosun and the Trigicon um, RMRs are supposedly very rugged. 
and I'm not surprised by that. Um, some of the cons. Let's address these because folks are saying, look, I would never give up my iron sights um, or even add um, a red dot to my pistol, and here's why. Um, one, it's another failure point. It could stop working. And, I mean, you, you really can't argue with that. It's electronic. You know, you could have 50,000 good sights come out of a factory and have a lemon. What's to say just because they have a really good name, you're not getting the lemon? You know, so that's that's something to consider. Um, there is a learning curve, okay? There's a learning curve with using it not the same as a rifle with a red dot. So a pistol with a red dot, you really have to um, get in your hours of presentation so that that small window with the red dot on there or your circle with a dot in the middle is visible the same way every single time. So there is a learning curve. Um, oh, here's another one. Some of the RMRs out there, um, they have an exposed emitter. In fact, most of them do. I know the Aimpoint, uh, gosh, is it an ACO? No, maybe it's an ACRO. I'll have to look it up, but Aimpoint's answer to this really has the emitter inside um, and it's, it's protective like you would see on a regular aim point on, their, on a rifle. But most um, kind of have that exposed emitter. And the question is, okay, what if something goes like a piece of mud, lint, uh, dirt, uh, water? What happens if something gets in that emitter? Um, well, you're not seeing your dot. It's not that it's broke. It's just covered up. And in the heat of the moment, oops, that sucks. Um, so again, that's a, that's a con. And then here's another one. Um, some sites out there from decent names aren't really all that rugged, and they won't take the kind of abuse that maybe uh, the Trigicon would. So that's kind of something your, your options, while there's lots of products on the market right now, not all of them are created equal. Um, I consider that a con, right? Um, and then of course, um, not all pistols uh, will accept the RMR that you want, and I'll kind of tell you about my experience and what I'm going to do here, what I'm going to attempt to do. Um, again, this is part one, um, so I'm going to have a follow-up uh, series after I've spent some time with my Hellcat um, and my 507K uh, X2 from, from uh, you know, uh, Holosun. Okay, so... Um, Let's take a look at some of them out there, some of the sites out there. Um, you have, obviously, the RMR CC, which is a really small Trigicon. Heard great things about it. It's definitely got that tint um, that on the window, but that also makes the dot very visible at lower powers and gives you a heck of a long um, battery life. So then you have Holosun. Um, they have a shake-awake feature where maybe the glass isn't tinted and you're there's a higher draw on the battery, but because when, when it's still, it's the, the light turn or the emitter turns off, you're saving battery power. So again, you get a really long life. Um, and people have been uh, indicating, you know, great reliability and durability with those Holosuns. Um, Swamp Fox is another one. It's a less durable site. You can tell by the way it's built. However, um, you can go ahead and purchase um, a housing that goes over it. Um, a steel housing, 
And again, I already mentioned I bought it. I was sizing it up. You don't need to make any alterations to the, the Hellcat OSP. It just goes right on. Um, but again, um, I wanted, I didn't want to have to put on this bulky shroud on top of um, the site, essentially, just to make it durable to the point um, where the, the Trigicon or the Holosun was. Okay, and then you have the plastic sites out there. You've got SIG that has some plastic sites out, um, RMRs, plastic RMRs. You have SHIELD, they make an, uh, a plastic RMR. Um, of course, they make uh, an aluminum uh, one as well. Um, and then you've got all your Burris and Leupold um, items as well. And I'm not really too familiar with the footprint because I didn't even consider them. Um, durability and reliability, uh, I'm sure the reliability is good. But if it's not as durable as it should be, I don't consider it to be as reliable because you drop it, it cracks. Um, you know, that's not, in my mind, reliability. Reliability is no matter what I do to this thing, short of abuse, it's probably going to stay on, right? Okay, so those are the big ones out there. Again, go over to the Facebook page. If there's something that I haven't considered or named here, I'd love to hear about it because... I'm learning about this stuff and I'm going to document my progress with it and really test it out. So I'm supposed to, if luck has uh, anything to do with it, I'm supposed to go pick up my Springfield uh, Hellcat OSP today. I already have my 507K and in order to marry the two, oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but <laughs> you have to grind off two of the posts in the back and uh, on the slide, and you have to kind of kiss with uh, the grinder uh, the two front uh, pegs, and then you can then you can seat the um, the 507k uh, RMR onto the Hellcat OSP. There's all sorts of videos online on how to do it. I can't believe I'm taking a brand new pistol and I'm going to grind on the slide. Oh, <laughs> they do make an adapter for it. Here's why I'm not using the adapter. It raises the sight. Um, there, like I mentioned before, there's a really small uh, window where you can actually see the iron sights uh, co-witness, and I don't want to take that away. So I would rather, uh, and you all might think I'm really stupid for doing this. There's enough people that have done it. Um, a friend of mine's been using his for a year now, and he did the modification, um, carries it every day, trains with it. It has not shifted in point of aim, point of impact. Um, lost zero, anything like that. So I had somebody do the trial run for me um, and others have been stating the same thing online. So I'm going to go pick this thing up. I'm going to do the grind job. I'm going to marry that uh, that site to the, to the slide and uh, then with any, uh, again, additional luck in the next couple days, I will get out to the range. I'll throw some rounds down range see how accurate I can be with this tool uh, that I really need to get some time in training with. And, uh, you know, then I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to spend some time um, training and training and training. I'll come back and do part two and let you know what I think. Now, again, this is just for the Hellcat and the 507K. When you start introducing other platforms um, and different sites, your experience may be better or worse, okay? So I try to keep that in the back of my mind, having some common sense that my experience is not your experience. You might have more experience or less, but I still want to hear about it, and it's still relevant to me. Um, I love hearing what people 
have to say. So again, you know, will a red dot make me a better family protector? No, it's just a tool. Will it make me more efficient? Maybe if I put in the time, and that's the thing to remember, is I wanna, again, with this channel, look at the everyday family protector. Um, can we do things that will make us better and more efficient family protectors? Then I'm all for it. If it's just a gadget or a Guga that is fitting the latest trend, um, then I say, hey, let's get rid of it. It's not even considerate. I think that there's some merit to the red dot on the pistol thing. Um, like I said, comes down to training. I've heard, um, and actually I took a, an hour long webinar um, on the on YouTube. Actually, I really can't even call it a webinar. It's a video. Everybody can view it, okay? Um, by the Modern Samurai Project. Yeah, Modern Samurai Project. Um, and I think the guy's name is Scott Jedlinski. Anyway, um, you know, just beware. Uh, very coarse language throughout the, the um, series. So if you got, you know, family members around. Um, I, I wouldn't play that for my family members. I have more respect um, than to be playing that kind of stuff. Um, that's just me. Um, but I'm, I'm warning you, um, just in case you're, you're trying to listen to that in the background, you got kids around and stuff. Um, excellent instructor though. Other than that, excellent instructor. The material is golden and it's free training on red dots. So, you know, um, I've heard nothing but the best about this guy um, for his ability to impart knowledge and uh, help people get their skill sets up with the red dot. So there's a little nugget of gold. Now, in case you're, you're headed down that path, I am. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and see where this goes. I will let you know what I think. Look, I really appreciate you uh, stopping in. I've gotten so much just wonderful, I don't know, encouragement from friends, from people I barely even know, um, just to say, hey, you know, this is a unique voice. Um, not somebody trying to be tough, but just somebody trying to be serious about protecting their loved ones from a normal background. Again, um, you know, it's there's a lot more normal guys and normal gals out there who want to become really proficient. And it's a like the best time Truly, it is the best time in the information world um, to sit there and go get any kind of training in anything you want to become a better family protector, at least in the United States. We have the freedom um, to, to bear arms. We have the freedom to go learn how to just wrap somebody up as a, in, in a pretzel. Um, you can go and take, there's, there's intelligence courses out there that civilians can go take on threat detection on um, intelligence and security overall. I mean, just look, it's okay. And I know this is my preaching moment. It's okay that you're normal. I'm normal. Um, I, I wasn't a, 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 even in the military, wasn't even in the military. I got some good training from folks that have been in the military though. And that's why I'm encouraging you, get out there. You might have to pay a little bit uh, for that training, uh, but it is so worth it. And I think the people we love are worth that level of training too. Um, so hey, again, drop a note. You know, give us a like on whatever platform you're you're listening to, and we'll go from there. I know this has been kind of a long one, but I put a lot of time and effort into sizing up this situation on the red dot thing. So I'm really anxious to let you know what I find out. Um, 
and yeah, next uh, next episode I think is going to be a redo of one of the previous uh, episodes. It's going to be about street fights, um, and and not like oh I'm a street fighter, but like no a street fight is happening to me, and some advice that I think is good advice that I didn't create, um, but I definitely have um, utilized and. I think it can help some folks. Um, so anyway, thanks again for listening. Look forward to having you on the next uh, episode. Take care.